We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day podcast, the second victory edition in a row of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. I am joined this beautiful day by my co-host, Ross Uglum. You can find him on Twitter at Ross Uglum. Ross, the Green Bay Packers went down to Tampa Bay in September in the heat. Florida man, Tom Brady, as their quarterback. And wouldn't you know it, they came back with a W. Does they anything did. else does anything else do, let me ask you one question does anything else matter um no it's, great show great yeah. show we'll catch you back here next week uh yeah. no uh, obviously there is stuff to talk about there is plenty of stuff to talk about a 12 to 14 victory against Tom Brady without his you know usual cast of characters that he has to throw the ball to or block for him. And the Green Bay Packers defense certainly made it look that way as well. If you have talent on the defensive side of the ball, you should dominate a team like that. Even with Tom Brady at quarterback in for 59 minutes, they did, you know, they really did. Uh, So that's, you know, that's where we can start. I suppose Ross, uh, I don't. How, how do I want to phrase it? Because I know, I know how you feel about this defense, and I'm I'm not that far off from from how you feel about this defense either. So, can you talk to me a little bit about? You know, this is back to back weeks where things maybe aren't perfect, but in an NFL where defense isn't really allowed to be perfect, how are you feeling about this defense? <laughs> I, <laughs> you keep giving them that, that caveat. You keep giving them that, like, 
leeway. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. Tampa's defense is pretty perfect. They're 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 pretty great. Like I, I get that Green Bay moved the, the ball. They they weren't in the first half. The Packers nope. were one fumble away from that being an A plus plus half, punching yep. that that best defense in the league in the mouth. And the second half being close like it was probably not mattering at all. Yeah, and that game was over. But they made the play, and not only did they make the play, they then made an adjustment and dominated the rest of the game. Adjustment? Um, no, no, no. Wait, you're speaking of adjustments. This is yeah. this is not allowed. Yeah, uh, that's is. Are you talking about another Tom I'm talk, Brady? I'm talking the about let, the refs let them make an adjustment. How dare I'm, they? Yeah, I'm I'm talking about an in-game adjustment, which you're right is foreign speak. But yeah. Um, Got up on Green Bay's receiver. This is we're getting into complete weeds here, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was a, I guess, a little bit more impressed with the defense, but B, they're running like UPS drivers out there, wide receiver. You know, um, this is a forty-four year old man throwing a bunch of nobodies. They better have been good. This is not, you know, Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, uh, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and KJ Osborne. That's not. What this is not, this is certainly not Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown and Devonta Smith and blah blah blah. So, um, I'm I'm not gonna do backflips over what happened down there, and I'm I'm certainly um, gonna complain about the 2021 playoff game esque ending to the game, which was yeah one thing working all game long which was an aggressive nature on defense. And then you allow the opposing quarterback, then Jimmy Garoppolo, now Tom Brady, to just dog walk you down the field. It, it was infuriating. You play 58 minutes of defense and then you just stop. Yeah, and I guess the big issue, and <clears throat> I promise we'll talk positive things about this game because there's plenty to talk about, but – like kind of what you're alluding to Ross is kind of the big picture type thing of like, this is great. Yes. Should have, they dominated this game. Yeah. And they did. And that's awesome. Good. But what happens when it's Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, what happens when it's Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, you know, Gabriel, like all these guys that are going to be able to move the ball. Are you you're not going to be able to stifle teams like this? And are you going to be good enough defensively, especially coming from the defensive coordinator, to be able to be creative enough to get stops against really talented offenses? Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Very much remains to be seen. In um, fact, I would argue that they've had one test and they got an F on that test. Sure. Sure. And they'll have more. They'll, they will have more tests, and we will – and and not in the next – I'll tell you what, Ross, not in the next couple of weeks probably. Nope, the next couple of weeks are probably going to be a lot more of the same, which is yep, great. This, you know, this is this is really yep. the soft part of Green Bay's schedule coming up, um, which is fine, which is good. That'll be fun to watch, and they should go out and win games. Um, you know, the Chiefs – the Kansas City Chiefs kind of showed us this last week, though, that you still better put the dang helmet on and show up to play uh, because there is an NFL team across the way. But uh, – but, yeah, this defense, you know, the thing that bugs me, especially in that last two-minute drive that you were talking about, Ross, is you're right. 
they stifled that offense the entire game. And then you're going to come out in the last two minutes, play that shell, prevent, whatever, when Tom Brady has basically achieved his GOAT status, picking teams apart for doing that to him. And just knowing where to go with the ball. Like, if, if you're just going to sit in, in shell and you're just going to essentially say, hey, we're going to give you eight yards every play, Tom Brady's going to take it. He's going to take it every play and work his way down the field. And he did just that. And when you were supposed to tighten up, you didn't. You know, and so that's that's what is alarming to me. And the other thing that is alarming is does, does Joe Barry really just not have faith in the guys that are on, on the back end of this defense? Or the, or the front seven, or anyone. Because you're telling me that the, the the defenses that they went out there and kind of started that drive with, you're then telling me that you are afraid that the likes of Brashad Perryman, Cole Beasley, Scotty Miller, Cameron Brait are going to beat you when you have players like Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Preston Preston Smith, uh, Devondre Campbell. Like, if that happens, Ross, so be it. If Scotty Miller beats you again like he beat Kevin King, so be it. With the with the guys that you have out there, you got to have at some point faith in the in the players that you have on the field. And the Packers have assembled a really really talented defense. Go let them be talented. Go let them finish the game that they just went out and played 58 minutes of lights-out defense. Go let them finish that. And if it doesn't if it doesn't work out for you, then it didn't work out. And, you know, Devondre getting his hand on that ball in a two-point conversion makes a lot of this stuff feel fine, makes it feel okay. But it didn't have to go down that way. It didn't have to go down that way. And so that that is my – that is my big concern. But, Ross, we're eight and a half minutes in, and we've been negative Nancys about yep, being yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So let's let's talk positives. Let's talk positives. What about what about this defensive performance stood out to you as far as being something that they can build off of moving forward? And potentially you, you talked about, you know, failing that test. Failing that test in week one as a defense. What what did you see? Really, this week, and if you want to go back to Chicago for some things as well, that's fine. What have you seen from this defense to at least give you some some hope that the next time that they are challenged in the way they were challenged against Minnesota, that they may fare differently? Um, three sacks, uh, maybe, I guess Kenny was, again, these are PFF sacks, so maybe it was just two. But Gary had a sack, Kenny had two sacks. No, it was three sacks. I remember two separate Kenny sacks, I guess. Uh with 10 pressures uh, against a quarterback who was just terrified to stand behind that offensive line at all. You know, ball got out immediately. Uh, I think they've hopefully, you never know because it's Barry, but I think they've hopefully discovered the fact that they have two really good outside corners in Sewell and Stokes, and they should just leave them there and have Jair just cause a ruckus (laughs) in the slot or, um, you know, if, ma- if certain matchups don't allow you to do that, fine. But like, I think if I if I can just figure it out here, snaps by position. If I'm looking at Sewell, you had 
31 slot snaps in week one, 22 slot snaps in week two, and three total wide corner snaps. They weren't playing matchups. They were playing Sewell at nickel. And you saw the first big play of the game was Sewell not quite being twitchy enough to catch up to, to Brashad Perryman and giving up a 21-year-old or 21-yard gain out of the slot position. Does that mean Sewell's not good? No. It means you're not using him the right way. You know what he's really good at? Boxing out Scotty Miller on the outside, covering up Scotty Miller all game long, picking up Scotty Miller after a deep comeback and depositing him out of bounds before his feet can come down. He was awesome on the outside. He is awesome on the outside. And not only that, Jaw is built like a nickel. That's the way he's built. He's twitchy. He's little. I, I get it. You pay him $21 million a year. That's a lot of money for a nickel. I don't care. I, I don't care. So that, that was something I learned. Able to get on a pre- able to get pressure, consistent pressure on a quarterback who's constantly getting the ball, getting rid of the ball almost immediately was impressive. Um and then Devondre Campbell seems to be going back to last year mode. Yeah, he's 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 a bona fide all pro. Uh Roger said it after the game. It's crazy to think that two years ago nobody wanted him. Uh we'll take him. It is crazy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, NFL. Um, and to your point on the, the secondary and way, the way it's shuffled, I hope that's something that we see throughout the year as I'm getting a little bit more creative with that because I don't think you're advocating, and I just, I'm certainly not advocating to just say like, okay, Sewell, Stokes on the outside, Jaw on the inside, and boom, go. I think you can have some fun with those matchups because I think Rasul – I think Rasul on like first and second downs, I actually like him in the slot because he he does have a little bit more uh, size. But man, on third on like on obvious passing situations, like have some fun with Jair, have some fun with him, move him around, get creative, put him in the slot, do the kind of stuff that you did with the one Charles Woodson when you had him in your secondary. He is a similar type of playmaker, so go go have fun with them. And go do that kind of stuff. And I think that's stuff that we will see, Ross, as the year progresses. At least I hope so. Yeah. Um, and I hope I hope this game kind of turned that light on for them. Because like you said, uh, Sewell was awesome. It, not only, you know, you talked about all the plays, but the, the, the back shoulder that they tried to complete on him too. And he just completely go-go gadget armed it and just said, Yeah, that no, was cool. No, not, not up in here. And then Stokes was just an afterthought for Tom Brady. Just – I'm not even going over there. There's, there is no point. There is no separation. He took away half the field. So that, that stuff is positive. I think, you know, they have stuff to work with. I think they found, they may have found something in uh, a young Keyshawn Nixon who came in and played really, really well um, in Jair's absence, Uh, not only on the defensive side of the ball, but he is, can we just talk for a second about him and Rudy Gay as special teamers? Rudy Ford. But, yeah, Rudy, Gay, Rudy Gay is a special team would be interesting. A lot of length. I bet he's slow, especially now. Uh, yeah, I bet he could block some kicks. Uh, but, yes, no, Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford is seemingly unblockable as a gunner, and he is an absolute revelation. He is – he gets down that field in a hurry, Mr. He's crazy, man. And, and, oh, they're uh, Flyers now, by the way. Oh, sorry, Flyers. Yeah, yeah. ML. <laughs> aptly named because both those guys can fly. So, uh, the – the thing that's funny to me is we've always been clamoring, where's the defense? Where's the special teams? Like, this was very much a are-you-not-entertained type game because guess what? 
they don't win this game if the special teams doesn't play the way they do. They don't win this game if the defense doesn't play the way they do. It would be nice if all three phases showed up, but offense showed up enough for them to get a win. We were getting all three. We were getting all three phases until that Aaron Jones fumble. It's it is funny because that first half was like I mentioned. That first half was an Aaron Jones fumble away from being an A plus plus half, and the second half on offense was just an F. That's yeah, just a flat F. Yep. So you you saw. You saw both worlds, and if if it was like I said, if it was an A plus half, and they go up twenty one to nothing or twenty one to three, whatever it was at the time, that's all that it that's all that would have mattered. They would have they just would have teed off on Brady in the second half, and it probably would have gotten ugly, maybe Um, or or gone into a shell. And hmm. so negative, well, so negative. Well, I've seen probably I've I've seen things. (laughs) I've seen some stuff. I've seen some stuff, brother. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. I've seen oh, some stuff. Ross, you got to love like you've never been hurt before, man. You got to love like you've never been hurt. Uh, and uh, but it's tough. It is tough. And and you're right. You're right. But moving moving away from the defense, where there was a lot of plays to be made, a lot of plays that were made by young and old. Um, Kenny, shout I think out, you said shout out Kingsley and Ibarre too. Uh, Twenty. 23 snaps, man. Um, talk, about, talk about him. Yeah, he was ninth out of 18 in PFF grade, total grade for defensive play, uh, and, and did not record a, a pressure. But just like – I know this sounds insane. It is so valuable for a fifth-round pick as a rookie to come in and spell Rashawn Gary and spell Preston Smith and just not be terrible. Sincerely, it's 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 incredibly valuable that he can at least just not be terrible, so that when the when the uh, Bucks run sixty five plays, that Preston Smith can play fifty one of them, and Rashawn Gary can play forty three. And I know that sounds like it's not a big deal. It's a big damn deal. It, it'll be a bigger deal as the season wears on as well. And one. And by the way, he's ju- he jumped Garvin. Garvin had twelve. They he's edge yeah. three. It's it's done now. It seems, and it really seems like it's more of a three man rotation. Garvin Garvin is in there probably when there's just like man, they really need him. But I do appreciate the fact that they're not just rotating in waves right now. Like they they have made that adjustment where it's like okay, we want to have one over Sean Gary or Preston Smith on the field every single snap. And that is how it should be. Because in the past, and granted, Whitney Merciless, Whitney, come back, play come with Kingsley. Come on, come on back, baby. Whitney, Whitney and yeah. Kingsley, it'd be beautiful music. Come on back. And and that's and that's what if they get someone, I'm sure they would love to go back to that. Give me one more. Justin Houston will look really nice in green and gold right now. Who has been on a tear? Who was maybe someone that we clamored for all offseason that just was sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. Kind of Melvin Ingram too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Is Melvin still out there? No, he's killing it for somebody else in a single-digit uniform. Mm. Yeah, we need no. We I, need a good pass rusher. Who's cut? Who's? Let's do some really bad who's, radio. Who's the, who is one three? Who's one three? <laughs> who, who the Raiders got? Who do the Raiders got? Maybe uh, is, nobody anymore. Uh-huh. New England doesn't maybe, have anybody. Maybe the, Maybe Cincinnati's not going to quit. Tennessee, are they bad? Tennessee, Harold Landry blew his knee out already. 
They should go get our guy, Derek Tuska. That's another podcast. They cut him today. Um, Detroit's one and two. They're not going to quit. Atlanta doesn't have anybody. Oh, they should call the Saints. <laughs> About anybody. I don't care. <laughs> I don't, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport. I don't care. Yeah. Send them all. If you're gonna if you're gonna trade for Marcus Davenport, why not <laughs> send a first? We'll take him. Absolutely, we'll take him. I See, still I like the. I still like. Well, this is this oh, is my dream now. If what if Arizona stinks and you could call about Chandler Jones? Yeah, I would call. What if I was gonna say uh, my guy always has been the Smoot kid in Jacksonville, but they're Jacksonville might be good. So Jackson, Jacksonville. Smoot. Jacksonville confirmed first place in their division. Confirmed. Yeah, they they're not trading anybody. <laughs> uh, but you know this stuff this stuff plays itself out, uh, and you can't bank on it. But I would imagine someone will become available at some point uh, that may want to come chase a ring. Maybe Whitney. Maybe Whitney. I'm I'm saying that that is pure speculation. I have no one that's ever told me anything about Whitney come wanting to come back. But you know maybe he just was like, yeah, you know, like the tour of the pack. It was it was sore. Don't want to do this anymore. But you know what, Ross? Maybe the Packers are sitting there at ten and three down the stretch, and Merciless is get, get an itch. How about the love of my life, Carl Lawson? Loved him at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Loved him. Did did some really nice sub rushing work with the Bengals, and then now works uh, works for the Jets. Who stink out loud? Robert Sala, do your old buddy Matt Lafleur, your best man. Yeah, solid. Do Do solid. solid. Pick up the phone, Rob. Come on, come on. Boy, this one got into the weeds fast after a 14-12 win over Tom Brady. Yeah, let's get back out of the weeds. Out of the weeds. What's funny about this though, Ross, is like for a fourteen to twelve win, like it's it's fun to talk about. Like, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but there's not a lot to really be discussed. Like the defense dominated against a really worn down Bucks offense. It's great to get the win. It's such an important win to get at this juncture in the season because of you know, the NFC ramifications. But offensively, after those first three drives, cool. Not much going on. Uh, Romeo, we talked about Romeo Dubs on the Packer Report uh, wrap-up as well. He's a dude, Ross. Romeo is a dude. And actually, here's here's what we can do, Ross. I patted myself on the back on that platform. I'm go- I want to read to you. I'm just going to read to the, the good people of – Pack-A-Day podcast. This is my Romeo Dubs write-up. These are his strengths. Dubs is a wiry athlete and a smooth operator off the line of scrimmage. He shows the footwork to be a problem in press coverage and attacks press coverage with a plan. You see his four years of experience on tape. Dubs' hands are synced up with his feet and really round out his release package. His loose hips give him the flexibility to be a target uh, to lock onto to be a hard target, hard target to lock onto for a defender trying to reroute. He is sudden and decisive and does not waste motion. Plays with great body control at the line of scrimmage, but it is, it is also on display with the ball in flight. Dumb, Dubs has that Gumby-like ability to contort his body to give himself advantageous shots at the ball at the catch point. Good focus and traffic as he is able to reel the ball in surrounded by defenders. Dubs is a long strider who shows the ability to make defenses pay over the top. If you do not respect him, he can win on all three levels. He shows all the traits of someone that in time will be able to create separation within a variety of NFL routes. 
He has the ability to play early on the outside based on the type of route acumen and release package he has already in he already has in his toolbox. Ross, can you can you pat me on the back? Can you tell me how spot on that route that that write up is and how good I am at this? Go ahead. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That was great. Thanks. And I really enjoyed your voice. Your reading voice is great. Thanks. That's my uh, middle school teacher voice. And I butchered a lot of the words that I wrote myself. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, he is moving forward. I think, you know, on dubs talking about him, this, this offense, you know, all this scheming stuff is, is great. Being able to scheme receivers open is kind of what we talked about all off season, but there's, there still needs to be that guy Ross that can win on third and four. And I think, I think Romeo is going to be that guy by about week eight. And I, I compared him. I, I think Lazard is that guy, but. Sure. Sure. You... Third and you don't like third and Lazard? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just think, yeah, sure. That's fine. I just don't love that. I don't love that. I, I love Romeo in that role. Eventually. I just think. I think I think Romeo at his height is going to be a better separator than Lazard. Lazard, okay, so here's what makes me nervous about that. Lazard is a box out type receiver, right? So on third and short, sure, you can get him the ball, but I'm talking about the guy that can take third and four and turn it and, and beat somebody 15 yards down the field with two yards of separation. That's kind of more so what I'm talking about. Okay. And and to your point though, too, Ross, like Lazard absolutely is that guy that can still move the chains, but I like him better with the compliment because I think he's a wide receiver two or three um, on most rosters. Um, a very good one, a high-end one who will knock your socks off in the run game as well. Um, but with with Romeo, I compared him similar to Amon Ross St. Brown. Not saying he's going to be that guy, but when you go back and look at St. Brown and where he came from, fell in the draft to the fourth round, a lot of people thought he should have went higher than that. A lot of people thought he was a top 100 player. Uh, 
in college, he showed a pretty complete route tree. He's tough as nails, will block, uh, an underrated athlete, very similar to Dobbs. And since about week eight, week 10 of last season, nobody's been able to guard him. And that's what I think would be the best case scenario for the Packers and Romeo Dubs, that he kind of develops into that guy late in the season of his rookie year and then just continues to take off next year as a guy like Christian Watson can kind of fall more into his role than uh, this season of being, you know, and I, I know it's been like the dirty, the dirty thing to say about Christian Watson, Ross is, well, he's just going to be MVS this year. And that's bonkers to me because that's a super valuable thing. That's a super well, valuable team for any, for any team for Watson to be that guy. And honestly, but they're not going to do it that way either because he's MVS and Amari Rogers. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to take punts, but like they didn't run the jet stuff for MVS because MVS isn't dynamic with the ball in his hands. He's just fast. Linear. MVS, you, right. you look up linear right. athlete, it is MVS. That is right. not Christian Watson. So it's just a different, like, it's a different way. It's, yeah, they'll probably throw him go balls like when he torched Peterson and dropped that one against, you know, Minnesota, but he's going to run all the rest of that stuff too. And by the way, that opens up really, really sweet lanes for a slasher like Aaron Jones. And we've seen it. I mean, we saw it against the Bears. Like I, I And you know anyway, where we I, didn't see it? Where we didn't see it was Tampa. yesterday. Was it Tampa, been, when they, yeah. they missed that element. Because it would have been nice to get Devin White and Levante David going side to side uh, chasing the Tampa kid, they, Christian Watson. Uh, they did it. They did it once with Amari. And the linebackers said DGAF. They probably said DGAF. Cool. You could do that with him all day. Specifically, Devin White was like, whatever, if I guess wrong, I'm fast enough to chase you down before you turn the corner anyway. Yep. And you were and that's and that is the Christian Watson effect is Devin White, who is a four four type athlete linebacker, he has to be right. If if you are wrong about that. If you are wrong and you don't take that one step, that half a step to whatever direction that jet motion is going to, you're you've already lost. He's already going to get the corner on you, and you're and you're hoping you're hoping your safety gets him ten yards down the field. So yeah. the fact that they didn't have that, that those linebackers were able to kind of just sit in camp and not have to really worry about that, that was that was a bigger deal than I think what anyone else is making it out to be. Um, hopefully, he's back next week. Uh, Will it matter? I don't know. I think this Bucks team stinks. Or not Bucks. Sorry, I don't think the Bucks stink. I think the the Pats. I think they kind of stink. Um, I think their defense will be will be well coached as it usually is. Um, but I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball. I think it'll be similar. I think it'll be it'll be like another version of this Bucks game, just a light a light version because their defense is not Tampa Bay. Um, I think this offense will be able to put up points, and I think the Patriots are just going to really struggle to move the ball. Um, Ross, do you have any early takes on that game before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I think that's – I mean, I, Green Bay's around 10. I think that's about right. Um, I don't know that – yeah, I just don't know what they do well enough on defense to terrify me because I know all their offensive weapons stink and Brian Hoyer stinks. So, that, that like, I know that. And – I know that, or I don't know who would be good enough 
on defense to scare me anymore. Um, Bill, obviously, is really scary. Bill Belichick, the defensive coordinator, the, the head coach. Um, but what what edge rusher is freaking me out? What what J.C. Jackson's not there. He's hurt for the charge. Like, what, what defensive back am I terrified of? Um, is there a defensive lineman I'm supposed to be really scared of? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would be afraid of with uh, – with Frank, I don't know what I would have been afraid of if Mac Jones was starting. Mac Jones isn't starting. I don't. I don't know what I'm supposed to fear with this Patriots team, besides Bill. Uh, Bill, I would say Bill and unfamiliar opponent. Those are the two things that are going to worry me going into the game. Worry, worry me enough to really have any concern about not winning the game? No, but if if things go if things go awry and they don't go the way you would expect them to, those are the Two reasons I would say right out of the gate is is those. But uh, we'll have more people talking about that this week. They'll go over that game, and hopefully we'll be back here next week talking about another win, third one in a row. Um, but until then, thank you for joining us, guys, and go Pack Go. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.